Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up Podcast. I am your host, Handsome Terry, and I am joined by my colleague, as always, Skinny Dan. Dan, how you doing? Mate, I'm feeling good. I'm full of uh, full of black, white and blue cheer after this weekend, which we'll talk about more in a second. But how about yourself, mate? I'm saturated. Like, this rain can just absolutely do one. It certainly can. You, I, you know, anyone who's listening up north, you know, hope you guys are doing well and, uh, yeah... Horrible stuff. Yeah, it sucks. Look, it's, you know, I've heard people complaining about, like, you know, not working and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, but you haven't had your car, like, float down a street yet, so shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But, doing so tough. but you know what happened? It was like someone was looking over us on Monday afternoon because sent the message around, see who's going to the game, got the off, it's not raining, called people a few names, then thought, oh, well, I better go now, otherwise I'm going to get called out. We get there, not a drop of rain until we're in the car. It was just perfect. So the the 6 p.m. ended up working for us. I'm uh, I'm very uh, jealous that you did get to go, Dan. Look, I had uh, I had basketball and it was a glorious victory for the Honey Badgers, taking our winning streak to ten in a row. Um, but look, you know, I, would I rather have been at Shark Park? Yeah, probably. There's no probably about it. It was glorious, and the company was very good. But uh, look, it was all about seeing Nico in the flesh. Yeah, so so you know, talk us through what it was like being there, Dan. Because I, you know, for you know, it's not really a spoiler or anything like that. But I, as I said, I didn't get to see the game on Monday, and then last night I was busy, so I didn't get to sit down and actually watch the trial. Um, I knew the score. I knew we won thirty to six, but I didn't know who scored the tries, when, or what the score was um, or, or when the dog scored to, to, to put into context on that. So I just watched it today. So I want to hear your thoughts on it being at the game and then I'll give you my thoughts on the replay. Well, I got there at half time because of work and obviously the Fox Sports, excuse us, changing the game. Uh, so getting there was, was great. It was funny because I was walking down the hill and there were a couple of Bulldogs fans talking about, you know, we better make kickoff. And I was the one that said, hey, guys, it's almost half time. They, they didn't know, which was quite funny. So anyways, I, I got off the train and we were 12-6 up when my internet stopped working between Kirui and Guy and I thought, ah, oh, whatever, it's only 10 minutes half time, nothing will happen. I got there, it's 24-6. So I thought, oh, I'll get a beer, first beer since the middle of uh, November, it'll be, you know, a bit of a, um, a bit of an event on a Monday night. Uh, $10.50 for a beer was my first thing that I noticed. It's not even great beer, but anyways, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. So I got two, of course, and then went and... Uh, Went and found Rich and Jim, and we sat down. Mate, when you're in there... I thought you said the company was good. Sorry? They are, sorry. Well, uh, I misspoke. It was terrible. But, uh, and, and Oz was there too. Shout out, Oz. Uh, look, mate, in terms of the view, it was, was great. We are in the Peter Burns stand. Um, look, it doesn't look very nice as you're looking at from the, the fancy pants side of the stadium but where we were it was it was just business as usual the ground looked great the stadium looked great from that angle um look if we get a sellout crowd of 10 11 000, whatever the capacity is uh look drink beforehand and don't need to go bathroom because it's going to be one hellacious experience but in terms of the atmosphere look i think that 3500 or 2500 was announced it felt bigger than that. It was loud. A lot of dogs fans there, unfortunately, but you know their money's as good as anyone's. So overall, a very, very positive experience. It's funny you say that it was loud because it didn't sound loud on the replay. And um, 
Brayton Astor actually made a comment on it that the only time that he heard the crowd was when Frank Lampelli took that kick return off the dropout. Other than that, it sounded like no one was there. Well, Brayton Astor's an idiot. So, and he obviously wasn't there. Yeah, literally on the replay though, it didn't sound like it didn't sound like there was a lot of people there. I would I wouldn't have guessed three and a half thousand or whatever. So well, you know um, why? Because everyone was sitting on the camera side. The the ET stand was was full, like it was jam packed. And it's funny because Jimmy sent me a message, "Hey, we're in the stand. Um, come find us." So I went to the ET stand and was like, did two laps because he said he'd stand up. And then reread the message and it said Peter Burns. So that was very embarrassing. But um, shout out to. I mean, if he stood up, you wouldn't see him anyway. Yeah, look, very true. Nice setup. Well unless taken. He, unless he stood up on Richie's shoulders. <laughs> That's it. But uh, look, mate. Now nah, there were a lot of people there. It, it was it was noisy. Um, a lot of a lot of this as we were touching ourselves to Nico Hines. But uh, very very enjoyable. Hey, what did you make of the game watching at home? Look, I think. Um... First thing that I noticed when they were showing the camera around Shark Park was aesthetically it looks horrible at the moment. It really does. Like, there's just a lot of scaffolding and a lot of netting there. Um, in saying that, I wasn't there for the view of everything but what was on the football field. Um, what I saw on the football field, man, it really eased my mind from the previous trial against Penrith because that was just beautiful footy. Um, the biggest thing that I took away from that game... And I know it's only the Bulldogs and they're not that good, but our defensive line was basically on point. Very much agree. Yeah. Yeah. Our forward pack was in tune with each other. We moved up as a unit. We slid as a unit. Um, We got caught out once by the Dogs, and that was because Blake Braley was defending at second row, and he made a decision, and it was obviously the wrong decision. Um. Other than that, our kick chase was phenomenal, and that's what Brayton Astor was saying all throughout the contest. Is he said Cronulla are on the front foot because their kicks are good and their chase is better. So it was a really, really, really impressive game. And and I, I want to highlight that I thought our forwards were the standouts over our backs. Yeah, look, definitely agree with that. Being at the game, you could hear, and I know there was only a small crowd there, but you could hear Dale, uh, you could hear Kennedy at the um, the start of the first half, I believe it was, before he went off, and you could hear Nico. And those are the three voices you want to hear. You want to hear your chief playmaker, you want to hear your captain, because Wade had obviously gone off by then, and you want to hear your fullback, who marshals the troops. That was a real standout for me, and it's not, it's not like we can get... Dale's um, voice mixed up with other people either because it's very uh, it's very manly if I do say so myself. Yeah, exactly. That that was huge for me. Now I miss I miss the first half. So other than the first twenty minutes on the train, so I can't really comment. But I do want to make special mention of the um, the ball from Nico. How Matt Moylan esque dare I say was that pass to Britton Nakora? I'm going to say it was Sean Johnson esque because that's what we've seen for the last three years. Look, it is, but um, Johnson's gone now, and you have to forget him. we still got Moisa. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not just going to go and forget him because, you know, Sean Johnson did give us some very good moments as well as some bad moments. But, look, no, that, that ball, you know, that, that's what you want from your playmaker. And I, I saw, you know, like, stupidly I've you know, gone back onto socials, and I don't know why, but I just wanted to have a bit of a read in the Facebook group this afternoon after I watched the game. 
and I deleted it again. I deleted Facebook again. I can't deal with it because some of the comments are like, well, this isn't a good look for Nico Hines. He only had one try assist. <laughs> Chad Townsend went 11 weeks without getting one. Yes, he did. Someone said they missed Chad. we missed Chad's kicking game. Well, whoever said that can fuck off. Oh, I agree, <laughs> yes. Did you see the 1-17 to that was dropped in the group chat earlier that had um, Braden Trindle as fullback because he's a good ball runner? Oh, that was clearly a piss take. Yeah, it had him. Oh, I fucking hope so. I hope that was, yeah. Um, look, I, I just, I, you know, obviously uh, watching that first half, we were nearly perfect in the first half. And when you think that it had bucketed down, this is the first time they were playing together, um, I thought I thought that were great. I, I want to point out right now that Will Kennedy is an elite player in the NRL. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to see him... Well, I mean, it's great for us, but it's not fair to see the rise that he has had when you when you think of all the other players that are in the NRL that sort of plod along and it takes them a while to even, you know, become average. And Will Kennedy's just gone from 2020, didn't know if he was going to play first grade, bit of a corona-affected season, to now being an elite fullback. That's it, mate. And remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago about the bombs he's been taking? He, in the second half, he took an absolute perler. And I can tell you that ball moved a fucking mile. Yeah, so that, that bomb, that, again, you know, I, I know a lot of people bag Braithen Astor, but when you actually listen to him commentate, he, he's, you know, he knows what he's talking about. That ball from Matt Burton was horrible. And Kennedy caught it, and, and Astor just turned around and said, never thought he was going to drop that because he's one of the safest fullbacks in the competition. And I was like, you know what, I didn't think he was going to drop that either. Two years ago, I would have thought that would have been a knockoff. <laughs> that was bouncing miles away. Look, yeah, yeah that, that was fantastic. Um, the forwards. Going back to the forwards, Franklin Pelé was obviously the one that made the highlights because of his two runs that were literally off the back fence. Holy crap, there's no self-preservation here. I get the feeling he's been told, you're not doing good enough, go out and prove yourself. And he said, fuck you, and did prove himself. Royce Hunt, for me, though, was incredible. And Royce Hunt, for me, was our best player. Mate, I agree. Now, we're going to name our updated 1 to 17 soon, but spoiler alert, Royce Hunt has to be there. Yeah, I thought, yeah, look, there, there were some things that I liked about Royce. Obviously, his defense looked much improved, his runs were with purpose, but the composure when TPJ ripped his shirt off and then threw two of the wussiest punches I've ever seen at him, you know, it's a trial game. Royce Hunt could have just turned around and gone, you know, fuck this and give him a couple of smacks. Just stood there and took it, let the referee deal with it. I thought Royce was lucky to get away because he did the old jersey punch to TPJ. But, you know, apparently the jersey punch is okay, but it's when you let go of the jersey and throw one. So, look, great composure from Royce. He was he was absolutely the standout for mine. But I think, you know, I'm going to put it out there as well. Andrew Fafita had a great game. He certainly did. I was having a chat with a uh, good friend of the podcast earlier. And we, he's going to be there in round one. I never, ever thought I would say those words. We're, we're better when Fafita's there. So if he's going to bring that attitude, mate, I can't argue. Going back to Royce Hunt, though, did you see today or yesterday, as most people hear this, in the paper saying he'll take TPG on in the boxing ring? Doesn't know if he can throw on, but he'll find out on the night. 
That guy is incredible. Yeah. I, 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 you know, obviously you and I made a couple of jokes about Royce Hunt a few years ago. And, you know, he's just turned out to be a really, really solid player for us now. So I like him. I, I think he's earned the right to be in the round one team to show that, you know, he's still there and thereabouts. Obviously he had the season last year where he came off that horrible knee injury. But then he had to drive from Queensland to New South Wales to see his baby, um, you know, delivered on the side of a road and then, you know, didn't, didn't go back into the bubble. So, um, look, I think, yeah, definitely, you know, he was the, he was the standout forward. Um, yeah, there's, there's just not much I can say about him as well. I think there's a smoky for our round one team. Now, I don't have him in there. I don't have him in our round one team, but I have him in the 21-man squad. Ooh, I like that. No spoilers. Very, very nice. For me, um, though, mate. But, you know, I... Some other things I want to put in there. Uh, Braden Trindle. He's copped a bit of, copped a bit of flack. From didn't us? Have a good, didn't have a good All-Stars game. Didn't have a bad All-Stars game. Had an average All-Stars game. Had an absolutely shocking game against Penrith. Yep. And was out, you know, probably outplayed Nico Hines uh, on Monday night. Isn't it amazing what happens for your halves when your forward pack isn't obliterated? It certainly does, and it also helps when your halves play as a partnership. Because last week, you know, or two weeks ago now, yeah, he was the worst player in the field by a mile. That, that's not up for debate. But who was his halves partner? Ryan Rivett. There you go. A kid. So yeah. I think I might have jumped in a little hard on that. I do want to apologise too to Blake Braley because I tweeted that he was the worst player in the park in the opening 20 minutes. Uh, on Monday night, and I stand by that, but Gigi was good for the next however many he played. Yeah, I've, I've got Blake on here as well. I think, you know, as we said, he, he made that poor read in defence, but other than that, he didn't do anything wrong, and his running game, last year we were very critical of his running game because he would just scoot and no one would support. His running game on Monday night was with purpose and intent, and he picked the right times to run. Because last year you could be critical of Blake going, fuck, you know he's going to have a scoot here, and they know he's going to have a scoot here as well. But you didn't know when he was going to have a scoot, and he made some good metres. I just wish people went with him. Now, Jesse Ramian popped that ball to him, and, and he, he, made a, he made a good run, and if he just looked to his left, he puts Will Kennedy away. Look, that, Kennedy's uh, the one. He's got to be the one trailing, uh, trailing yeah. him. Um, can you just say scoot one more time for me, please, Terry? Scoot. Fantastic. Mate, talking of the number nine, though, geez, we've got a pretty handy backup there in Young Beryl. Not if you read forums and Facebook, we don't. They don't like Beryl. Well, they're Egypt's because he was great again for the second time in Sharks Colours. Mate, that kid is a nugget. There is no fear in him whatsoever. He was rushing up into the forwards' faces and putting pressure on. His ball delivery was Spot on. And he made a few runs too. Yeah, so my thing with Jaden Beryl, and I know he hasn't been around a professional outfit, you know, his whole career, he's been in and out of, you know, sort of being around a contract or, you know, an NRL club and then going back to Q Cup or whatever. His service going to our left winger is perfect. His service going to our right winger leaves a lot to be desired. And my issue with that is if he does get a game, Nine times out of ten, it's Nico Hines that he'll be passing on his, you know, not so accustomed side to. So I would like him to practice that a little bit, but practice makes perfect. And when you've got Sir Fitz, I'm sure he'll get that right. Um, 
what I will say about Nico Hines, though, is that he was both sides of the field. He was incredible. And he wasn't our halfback in attack. Dale Finucane was our halfback. Dale Finucane played first receiver. If you have a look of the, the try that he put to Britton Nakora, it was Finucane to Nico to Nakora. And Dale Finucane got in and played a role that Victor Radley has made, you know, very famous in the last couple of years. So Dale brings more to the team than we know. There you go, mate. Wouldn't be surprised if we see a chip and chase from uh, from Mr. Darley. Look, yeah, Nico, mate, Nico was very good. His goal kicking was far improved too from the All-Stars. And I think that had a little bit to do with the treacherous conditions on that night for sure. Look, his kicking game was very, very good again. That, again, was the thing that we were most worried about. 100% I'm completely sweet with that. Trindle's performance going back there was very, very good. That try he scored was nice. He picked out some weak defenders and ran at them. There is no way, trial or not, that should ever be scored. But he scored it. So he did his part. Look, I, I thought he did his stocks a world of good. I still maintain he'd, he'd be there round one if he if he was available. But he's got two weeks to think about it and come back. And by then, you know, who knows? Hopefully we're 2-0 and oh, I'm sitting pretty. But uh, one player who I um, I don't think can play the 14, mate, is... Um, it's Connor Tracy. I just um, I hate to bag him because I love the bloke. And upon his signing, I was really, really happy. But our left edge looked better when Ronaldo was at centre, and I am really, really hoping that's the way we go. See, I didn't, you know, again, like there's there's what you watch and there's what you read, right? I thought Connor Tracy was fine on Monday night. He defended really well against Shook. Um, he defended really well against Oakenbore. He didn't make any bad reads. And when Matt Dufty ran across the field and got on the outside of Braden Trindle, he didn't panic. He made the right decision. He made the tackle. And, you know, we, we stopped the try. And isn't it funny that Matt Dufty just can't run around Chad Townsend and score his gift try that he always does? So I thought Connor Tracy was okay. But you're absolutely right, because the try that Ronaldo scored from 30 metres out, Connor can't score. Agreed. And that's not saying anything about Connor Tracy, but he just doesn't have the talent that Ronaldo does, because Ronaldo could easily be the best winger in the game, and in three years' time, could easily make himself the best centre in the game. That's just the talent that the, the talent and the confidence the kid has in himself. So, whilst I agree with you that we looked better with Ronaldo, Connor Tracy's my 14 for round one. Oh, I, look! I think you're playing the centers if he's if he's there. I I can't see the Ronaldo in the centers happening early on, but it's it's coming. Uh, Ikevalu I thought was quite good too. Um, I think there was one error he made, but there was by then the game was over. But I just want I just want to call out the the so called good company in you know air quotes um, Jimmy and Rich who were very insistent that it was Ikevalu that did the attempted murder and not Hamlin Ueli. Now, I said, no, nah, no, nah, Tamil Newelli, and got shouted down, Terry. Shouted down. I was shamed in front of my family and friends. And yet on replay, it was Hamlin Newelli. Oh, is that when he belted that bloke? That's what. Yeah, the attempted murder. Yeah, no, that was Braden Hamlin Newelli. What were they watching? Oh, I have no idea what they were watching, but I want them to hear 
Shame upon you both. And what a fucking tackle. That was... It, you've seen those go wrong. You've seen hands go high or shoulders dropped. It was a one-on-one, -on -one and I could see that guy's soul leave his body, the poor bloke. I mean, Richie's got the thickest glasses on the planet, and he couldn't tell the difference between Ikevalu and Hamlin Ueli? Exactly. There's only about 30 kilos. Ugh. Buddy Richie. Um... I, think, I thought our forwards were really good, but I don't think they were challenged. And you and I both said that the dogs, you know, they went out and got TPJ, who proved us right in a fucking trial game that he's a lunatic and a liability and he's going to spend a lot of time on the sideline. Thought Paul Vaughan, and I really wanted Paul Vaughan in our team, but I thought Paul Vaughan was absolutely obliterated by Royce Hunt. Now, that may not happen during the season, and that may have been Paul Vaughan just posting through a trial game. But Jesus, he looked ordinary. I thought Jack Hetherington was the only dog out there that was playing within the rules, and you don't only say that about Jack Hetherington. <laughs> when you're talking about aggressive, he was really aggressive, but he was within, you know, he was within the rules and, and not getting himself sent off. But... You know, I thought I thought the dogs would be a lot better going off that trial game. If that's, I don't know who they were missing, and I've heard them say, I've heard the Bulldogs fans say, but we were missing players. Would well, name them because if you were missing anyone, and I, I can't think of them, they're shit. We were missing Toby Rudolph, Aiden Tolman, Jack Williams, Cam McInnes, Matt Moylan. Yeah, Matt Moylan. Um, and we still put it in. We still put in the effort. So I don't know. Like I don't think I don't think the dogs are going to come last. But I don't think they're going to challenge for the top eight. You and I said that on Outlaws. I stick by it. Yeah, I do too. Look, they'll get better. And Naden was very very good. But their game plan is get it to Naden, who gets it to Addo Car, and that is not going to work. I agree with what you said about Paul Vaughan. He was a fucking passenger out there, and he didn't look like he wanted any part of Royce Hunt. And don't get me wrong, as big and scary as Royce Hunt is, he's no pain Haas. He's, none of, he's no James Fisher-Harris. There's going to be better forwards running at him. And if he puts in that effort, Jesus Louise. But the big problem with the dogs, they need a fucking halfback. I thought Flano was the answer. They need a nine. They need a nine. Avarillo had some good moments. And we can get by with Avarillo if they've got a nine. I, I don't think he's good enough, mate. I think they're in a real situation that if Naden gets injured, they may come last because it's all good to have a good forward pack. It's all good to have Naden and Adokar on one side. But that other side, Shup and that Ockenbohr, they got absolutely pounded. And, you know, that's the our left edge is, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty good, but you've got a halfback turn winger playing in the centres. So imagine that name, you know, Joey Manu or one of the good centres. I'm just... I mean, fuck the Bulldogs. I wish them nothing but pain this year because it's really funny. But I certainly thought I was expecting much more from them. And, you know, again, it was a trial. And, you know, it, it, in two weeks, no one's going to remember what happened. But you want to go in on the back of a good performance. The result doesn't matter. If we'd lost 28-26 with that performance, I know that sounds silly, you take that. But the dogs, oh, jeez, they look fucking Ordinary, and they couldn't even beat us in the uh, New South Wales Cup either. And we had no NRL players for the Jets. Mm. Well, I mean, Zach Sydney played, but yeah, you're right, no NRL players. Um, yeah, look, I, as I said, I, 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 I'm not here, I'm not here nor there on the dogs. They, they're a team that doesn't bother me. You know, if they do well, okay. If they don't, okay. 
it's not like West Tigers where I just want complete misery, utter failure, and the club to fold again and probably have to merge with another team so I can go at them. Like, the hatred runs deep in them, but completely the dogs, I know they get Reed Marnie in 2023, so that may buy a some time to turn into a halfback. Other than that, I don't know what they do. I want to throw something at you, and I hate to talk too much about the dogs because, you know, or anything at me. it's poison, but they signed Kickout on a humongous deal. Now, they've already got a pretty, you know, dangerous on his day, but only on his day, one out of every two or three forwards in TPJ, who has cost him a lot of money. I don't think that kick-out signing is very smart at all because he was he's notoriously slow starting, but he was so shit against Eels. It looks like he's already tossed in his chips. They need to be spending money on a halfback. And I dare say a fullback. Because Matt Dufty is not the answer. Yeah, look, if, if ever you thought Matt Dufty was going to make a one-on-one tackle, you think it would be against Will Kennedy. <laughs> and he got absolutely yeah. fucking bounced. Yeah. Uh, I think I think there's a, that kid that um, that played for Penrith against us that absolutely tore us for Kurt Falls. He's an option for the dogs. Other than that, I don't... You know, like, it's a nice enticing forward pack to go and play behind in 2023, but... Pfft, there's not a lot of money there for it. I think they're banking on Avarillo uh, turning into a halfback or Kyle Flanagan regathering his confidence. Well, it's hard to regather your confidence when you scapegoated every week. But, mate, I, I think the Dogs were definitely outplayed on the weekend, but I think their trouble moving forward, and especially against a quality as Sir Fitz, they're going to be outcoached almost every single weekend. Yeah, that, that's one of the things now. The Dogs have got a semi-decent team turning into a decent team. Yeah, Trent Barrett's not the answer for them there either. Absolutely not. Oh, jeez. But, mate, well, it's... Hasn't, hasn't Gus Gould fooled the world into thinking that Penrith's assistant coaches were actually good? He made the big, big hoo-ha about Garth Brennan. Oh, don't leave us, don't leave us, don't leave us. Goes to the Gold Coast Titans, gets sacked. Do you want me back, Gus? No, absolutely not. Let's Trent Barrett go to Manly. <laughs> Brings him back and then goes, oh, Trent Barrett's the best thing since sliced bread. Goes to the Dogs. All in the same time, he kept re-signing Cameron Serraldo and pushing Cameron Serraldo. Oh, is it Cameron Serraldo? No, 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 no. Don't worry about him. No, he's like, Just fuck, fuck off, you know. <laughs> Gus fooled everyone there. He certainly did. And I, um, I dare say that he'll be the first one with the hand on the trigger when it comes to round five and the Bulldogs are one and four. But, mate, how good is it to have the Sharks back? How good is it to be back at Shark Park? And most importantly, $10.50 is too much for beer. Yeah, especially when you tweeted or said it was Great Northern or something. Yeah, it is Great Northern. And, uh, mate, look, I had a, um, a Southern Comfort because I, I care about the sponsors. But, you know, my, you know, shouldn't say this, RSA and all that, but most people are going to turn up fairly, you know, on the way there. Put it that way. So let's talk about our round one team there. Now, we're playing the Canberra Raiders who are rocked with injuries at the moment and suspensions. Uh, Jordan Rapana's not going to be there for round one. They're missing someone else for round one. Jamal Fogarty. And now, yeah, now Jamal Fogarty's oh, injured yeah. as well. Plus, uh, Tapani and Papali'i are still not definite starters. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think they can be because they're in Canberra and New South Wales, so they can be different stuff. Oh, they can be. Well, they shouldn't be then. Fuck them both. They, they, they can play in New South Wales and Canberra. They can't go to Melbourne. Ah, fair enough. And that's not political commentary for me. I just hate them regardless of whatever. Um, I'm just putting yeah, my one to seventeen together. Someone else from Canberra missing as well, and it's not Jared Croker because he's shit and he's been missing for ten years. Is it Tomoko yeah. the winger? Who? Tomoko the winger that's out for the yeah, season. He's a centre. He's crap as well. Oh, good. I don't know. Anyway, they're debuting a halfback against us. Yep. Brad Schneider, really good player. Well, that's good. Mm. I wish him He's nothing but the worst. Player, so. uh, who's your? Uh, talk, talk me through. What are the changes to your one to seventeen? Well, I'm just writing it now because, to be totally honest, I've forgotten until you mention it, so I won't be two seconds. But um, uh, look, look, the the back line I'm going to leave as it was announced the other night, um, including Tracy in the centres. I don't agree with that for the record, but I see. Ikevalu making his debut uh, via the Newtown Jets on the back of eight tries. Um, there has been some people suggest that potentially Ikevalu will be named at 14. Uh, I think that's a complete waste of time, unless we're going to run with three reserves and just have him there in case of injury. I don't like it. Uh, I think Connor will start in the centres with Ramian and obviously Katoa and Ronaldo and Will Kennedy. Yeah, look, I, I've gone... The Ronaldo at centre. I've gone more of a what I want than to what I think we'll get. I really want Ronaldo in the centres. I think Ronaldo and Jesse is as good as a strike pairing as you'll get in the NRL. Um, I know Craig Fitzgibbon's probably going to make his um, decisions based on safety first, but, you know, to have a look at it, we're probably not going to win the Premiership this year. So... Why not just try it? Why not give it 10 rounds? And if Ronaldo doesn't work out, you've got your back up there in Connor Tracy. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I would definitely play Ronaldo there. You're right. We looked 100 times better. If it's a defensive thing, well, you're apparently the best defensive coach in the game, so you should be able to fix that. Don't forget Steve Price is there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, my back five, I had Kennedy, Cavalli, Ramey, and Ronnie, and Katoa. That's what I want. And if I had the reins, that's what I would be going for. Uh Halves, Moreland and Hines, obviously, and I don't care what numbers they wear. It'll be six and uh, Moreland, seven Hines, but it doesn't matter. No, look, and I think now, like, I think we all thought just naturally when we signed Nico Hines that he was there to play six. Mm-hmm. He looks so comfortable in the seven, like, fuck it, just let and he's so handsome. Oh, oh, that goes without saying. Now, mate, the props. This is this has got to have changed, surely. Now, I have one Tobias Rudolph, joined by Braden Hamlin-Newelli, who I usually want coming off the bench, but after his performance the other night, he starts for sure. Yeah, I've, I've got Toby Rudolph, uh, Blake Braley, and Braden Hamlin-Newelli as our front row. Yep, I agree with that. Now, the back row, again, it's going to have to change, I would imagine. Yeah, unfortunately, Wade Graham out for seven weeks. It's no good, mate. Now... I wrote in my Zero Tackle season preview for the Sharks that our player to have, like, it's a big year four was Wade Graham. And I said specifically, if he stays fit, we're a better team because he offers what other teams can't. He's got a kicking game. There's not many left-sided second rowers with a kicking game, especially at that level. And he's ball playing. You know, he can go into the middle. He can play at lock. He can, you know, he can play pretty much anywhere across the middle. But within 24 hours, he's injured again. And that, uh, you know, thank God it wasn't a concussion, I suppose, is looking at the positive. But um, it didn't look good. 
it didn't look that bad though, and to hear seven weeks is sucks. The, the problem with your problem with your ankle is the, the minute you do that syndesmosis and all the bands start tearing, you you're in trouble. Like your your ankle is the one you know. I know you've got your ACL and that's that's really, but your ankle ligaments, mate, they're fuck, they're just like like prawn shells. They just, they just crack and rip like. Ugh. It's such a so, bugger. Yeah, seven weeks for him. I'm I'm resisting the temptation to start CC Patalakai. And I put T. Wilton in the back row. I was going to come over there and choke you if you'd said anything other than that, mate. T. Wilton has been so good in the trials. Now, just a shout out, because the other day I was at the other local and I was getting a chicken sandwich for lunch and there was a handsome gentleman there on the outside um, and he's like, after you, to me. And I was like, thank you. And I thought in my head, fuck, that looks like T. Wilton. And, spoiler alert, it was, because I walk outside and he's sitting there with Braley, Ueli, Connor... So I put my shirt back on real quick because when you're in that company, uh, you don't look so good. But um, he looked... I probably wouldn't mind, mind standing next to Brian Allen Ueli. He looks like he's got the same diet as me. So. Look, true, but he, mate, even he looked in peak physical condition. But where I'm going with this is that Teague looked bigger than he ever had and he looked just sure of himself. You know that aura first graders have where they're always looking around and you're like, yeah, I'm looking at you? Teague didn't have that last year, but I'll tell you what, he did then, and he's deserved it, and for me, he has to start ahead of Talakai, with, of course, Nakora in that back row. Yeah, and Dale Finucane at lock and captain. Dale, well, yes, took the words right out of my mouth. Definitely captain. It's a shame about Cam. It's better that they, they discovered it now than in six weeks when it could be a real problem, but uh, and yes. And Jack Williams, because we don't have Jack Williams either. Exactly right. So, mate, the bench, this is where the differences are going to come for me, I reckon. Who you got? Yeah. Now, I, 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 thought, about putting, um, I thought about putting Connor Tracy, Tracy in the centres. But just having a look at the players available that we have, if I didn't put Connor Tracy in the centres, my bench would have been made up of Andrew Fafita, Royce Hunt and Aidan Tolman. And you can't carry those three guys on the bench. I agree. So I've gone with Connor Tracy at 14, Royce Hunt, CSU Fatalakai, and Andrew Fafita. That's a very good bench, mate. I agree. Hunt and Talakai are no-brainers. Obviously, the other would be would be Williams. I've seen a lot of people naming Tolman as a starter. Okay, if he gets on the bench for round one, I can cop that. But you can't play him and Fafita. It's one or the other. And for me, Fafita's got two big hitouts under his belt and look good in both. So you earn it. Now, where we've gone different is I've named Luke Metcalf because he's quick and Connor Tracy is not. And I think that in the middle, there could be 10 minutes where Sir Fitz says, Oi, Brails, come have a break. Metcalf, get in there and run. And I, I think the big camera forwards will be lumbering early and they'll be taking deep breaths just before or after halftime. I think we can get them there. And I think Metcalf was really good on, on Monday night in what he was asked to do, which wasn't a whole lot, to be honest. But he played in the centres for a little bit. I think he even played a few minutes at fullback, but I'm not 100% sure. He might have just been standing there when the ball was kicked to him. But he looked um, he looked ready to go, put it that way. Yeah. No, I... I... I resisted the temptation for him as well. The, the other person that I would sub Connor Tracy out for, though, would be Jaden Barrels. Look, he's definitely a shout now. I, I I just feel like Metcalf is that speed, something that we don't really have anywhere else. And I dare say that we, we're probably going to need some cover there for Moylan because 
they've been saying he's been training the house down, he's ready to go. Um, if that were true, I think he would have played a little bit of the trial, perhaps. Maybe the rain came into that, but I just... Look, Beryl, Beryl works for me, and he can play seven because he is a seven by trade. So I'd be totally okay with that. I think Tracy would probably be my third choice out of those three, though. No, look, I, I, I went Tracy first choice just because he was good last year. He's versatile. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I get it. You can't go planning. This is this is the one thing about Matt Moylan now. We, we've made the call that Matt Moylan's going to be our 5'8". You can't go planning your season on, oh, what if he gets injured during a game? Like, you just, you just can't do it. Yeah. So I went with Connor Tracy just because he can plug a gap where you need him to. I saw some things about Ikevalu on the bench and, you know, how you cover him if a winger goes down or whatever. But if a winger goes down, you've got Ronnie who can go in there and you put Connor in the centres or you put Talakai in the centres or you put Britt Nakori in the centres, Teague Wilton in the centres. It doesn't matter. You don't need to go what if, what if, what if. You need to pick the players that are your best 17 and that's what I've done. The other person I would knock Connor Tracy out for, but not literally knock him out, knock him out of the squad, and my 18th man, who has been so impressive over our two games, is Jesse Colhoe. Mate, it's funny you mention that because I was going to say him, he and, uh, he and young Hazleton, who we're nicknaming 4020 now because he's got to shave that head, mate. He could be so intimidating, but everyone's looking at the, you know, I call it the Vossy patch. But uh, they be, both of they, them have been so good in their opening two games. And it's hard to think that Tom Hazelton doesn't have an NRL contract. Well, that's it. And I'm saying we have two spots available. So maybe one of those, you know, we use. Because I'd definitely be taking those kids. I don't know the rules exactly. I know we can carry Kay Dykes and that as development players. You don't know players. the rules? I don't know why, the rules. Uh, ask why, why KTR. They'll tell you. They know the rules, mate. That's, they know the rules. Don't give those pricks a shout out. Yeah, look, no, I thought Jesse Colhoun was really impressive. Um, there was one. If I'm gonna, if, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna pick the most disappointing. Oh, uh, we didn't even mention Frank Pelle for a bench spot either, so he'd be there and thereabouts. He's got to um, play a few games for Newtown and get some minutes, but yeah, he's gonna play some football this year. The most disappointing person in the trials for me was Jensen. Fuck me, the raps on that guy. He was shit. Look, two games. He just he, he was up against Penrith Reserve, so he should have torn to pieces. And they just target. He was crap. Yeah, look, he, I, I didn't even notice him the other night, to be totally honest. There's there's a few of those young kids like Iro and they got they got a lot of a lot of talent, but it's time to prove it now. That Newtown side made on paper is very very good, but there's a lot of oh geez, you know he's got a lot of potential. We got to start seeing it. But one player I noticed you didn't mention, mate, was was Herodi. What were you thinking? I wasn't thinking anything. He sucks. Well, that's 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 terrible. But I uh, I agree. He's one who's got to get some things for Newtown. But I would prefer to see a guy like Jensen or someone build up and take that spot from Harati. But uh, mate, I didn't see it in the trials. That's for sure. No, there was there was nothing from Jensen. I, I like Kale Iro because he looks like Valentine Holmes. Was um, Lua Lua there the other night? I, I didn't wasn't paying enough attention. Yeah, he played like the last 10 minutes. Uh, oh, well, that's, that says he's going to play for Newtown. Yeah, so there was there was not a, you know, there's not a there's not a great deal in the backs. You know, we, we probably could do with going and just looking at 
Who are all the top try scorers in the in New South Wales Cup this year? Go and sign them. They're probably all going to be pendant players. Just go and get them. Mate, Lockie Miller. What did you make of his game the other night? I don't remember him being out there, to be honest. No, me neither. I had to look up to see if he was there. Now, I, by then, it, we sort of, it sort of became a big catch-up when all the big-name the big name players went off. But, um, look, he's one that I expect to see. If a centre does go down, I expect to see his name there because of the fanfare when they signed him. Terry's making a face right now, and I don't think he agrees. I think that's what he's suggesting. Mate, there's there's nothing there's nothing I've seen or heard that makes me want to just run out and go yeah lucky Miller's the person I'd rather just leave those two spots open and if we get a long term injury to someone go offer someone some money yeah that's, that's I, a fair call you know, but if, you, if you're talking about an injury and you're going to go and give the spot to Lockie Miller then we may as well plan for 2023 I think he's crap oh well why don't you tell us what you really think mate I just did. Yeah. I mean, him and Jensen are crap. Oh, well, there you go. Well, bank, bank it, and they're really going to be... Hope, I really hope our one to five is Kennedy, Katoa, Ikevalu, Ronaldo, Raymond, and none of them get fucking hurt or suspended. Yeah. Because the drop-off is like going from us to Sharkcast. That's... No, I don't mean that, Sam. I love you. Shout, shout out to Sam, who's definitely listening. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But, mate, overall, you feeling good heading into the season? I'm feeling a lot better than I was, like, you know, after after the Penrith trial. I didn't get too upset about it because it was our juniors against theirs, and Penrith have got the best nursery in the competition at the moment. And, you know, it's ebbs and flows because a couple of years ago we won the New South Wales Cup, we won the Jersey Flag, we won the SG Ball and the Harold Mats and all that kind of stuff. So it goes in ebbs and flows. But right now Penrith are head and shoulders above everyone. They're a powerhouse in the competition that pains me to say it. But after that, seeing and seeing us as an NRL team against another NRL team, I know the Bulldogs are not going to finish ahead of us. No, I definitely which, agree. <laughs> you know, which means that if they're the only team that we finish above, we didn't come last. So I'm cool with that. That's but there's cool. a lot of other teams that I've seen that I, I look at it and I go, did one, did we put the Sharks too low at seven? But two, I think I think it's not going to come into round 25 where you have, like last year, where you have to win to make it in the eight. I think by round 22, 23, we'll be comfortably in there. Yeah, look, I definitely think the eight's going to stand out. In uh, Canberra, I had a ninth. They're going to be a fair way back. I want to introduce a new segment each week, mate. Um, if it's okay with you, we'll put it to a vote. Uh, I want to introduce Chad Watch. Now, I know you didn't no, watch... Fuck my... you. Okay, fucking. Well, that's where I'm going with this, Terry. Just be patient. Now, I know you didn't see their trial the other night, but he was okay. But what I do want to mention was that he had an all right game and everyone went ballistic. Oh, that's Chad's best game in years, which should fucking tell you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, also, I also recall getting sent a screen cap after the, uh, the Penrith game. Um, let me just read it out because I still, I still have it. And, you know, I know, I know time's running out for us at the moment. Mate, I got um, all night. Where is this screen cap? Better be good. The people are waiting. No, I don't have it. Um, it <laughs> was about uh, how after the first game, uh, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon was brought in to sort out our defence and we looked really horrible and John Morris would be sitting at home with two fingers in the air, you know, shoot, you know, real smug about it. And then... You know, it's a complete flip side on this. So I haven't really missed much on social media is where I'm getting from it. And Sir Fitz is just proving 
week in, week out that he's just going to be a machine. Look, no, you certainly haven't. And I just I just want to give out a shout-out to the NRL media. Um, it's fucking atrocious, Terry. And people should be listening to Outlaws and Fins Up and Sharkcast and not much else. Yeah, look, one thing tonight, someone told me that all these new podcasts have popped up and I'm like, cool, I'll block them. Who else can I block? Mate, I'll send you a list. We can block them all. Oh, I just want to give a shout-out to the Supercoach experience too. Uh, Savs, who came on the show the other night and absolutely roasted your team. Uh, brilliant. Yep. Humorous. Showed us up in a big way. Uh, definitely add them. So there's there's uh, there's four shows you can watch. That's enough. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't missed the NRL media. I haven't missed the wide world of sports with their hilarious no. memes <laughs> that they try and post every day. I have missed you, though. Um, so the first thing I did was I went online and I muted you. Oh, mate, well, there you go. Well, I I actually tried to, to organise a bit of a pylon for upon your return, and it was a, it was a pretty good... Um, most people didn't even notice you were gone, if I'm being totally honest, which um, I thought was a shot at me because, Terry, you and I are one and the same, mate. Uh, please don't ever call me the same as you again, Dan, or I will probably throw myself off a bridge. Well... Let's let's end on that fantastic, hurtful note. I love you, mate, and uh, hail Nico Hines. Hail Nico Hines.